so I've been having issues with my nut hair. So I've, I've been hoping that maybe <laughs> I can use it to replace there because I want to feel like a man. Before we get started on, on the actual podcast, um, we have a lot of our friends that have been watching. And the only thing they've been talking about is, God damn, Mike's hair is long as fuck. <laughs> no one comments on, you know, the prod, uh, the the level of shit that we're talking about or anything. They are just fixated on your hair. So can you can you address your hair uh, to like Ty and you know some of our other friends who uh, Dina and Zach and stuff. Really? Oh yeah. okay. man, it's been a while. Okay, yeah. Because so, we haven't seen them. Uh, it's been a while. It's been it's two been years. A while. Okay. Okay. So. Back in 2019, so this was 2019, I would say it was like summerish 2019. I had just gone through a phase where I just was not getting a haircut and I just didn't bother with it. And I was out drinking with some coworkers, and then all of a sudden, somebody out of the blue asked, Hey, are you growing your hair out? And I was like, Uh, not really. I don't know. And so that, that kind of, Put the idea in my head is like, well, maybe I should grow my hair out. Yeah. And then COVID happened. So in March of 2020, well, let me go back a couple of months. So in December of 2019, I actually got my hair trimmed. So it, it was actually getting a little bit long. I think it had gotten up to my shoulders or mm -hmm. near my shoulders. Yeah. And so I got them to just kind of even it out because, you know, I'd been cutting my hair a certain way prior to that. So in a few months later, COVID happened. So now I'm at the house. I'm not wearing pants for like two years <laughs> after that point because I don't have to I don't have to go into the office. Yeah. So I'm just living my life as a degenerate son of a bitch, being, you know, careful not to get COVID. So I essentially I was just a homebody for a couple of years. Yeah. It might, it may be a little over exaggeration, but I essentially didn't have any place to look, I guess, presentable or whatever. So I just didn't bother. And then September 2020, there was kind of these rumblings like, hey, we're going to go back into the office, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I was like, all right, so September, that's what I'm going to do it. So right before they make us go back into the office, I'm going to cut my hair. And then September hit and they didn't say anything. I don't think they were willing to go through the effort to get people to go back because apparently nobody wanted to go back. It's yeah. still a fucking ghost town in the office right now. And most of the new hires that I hear mm -hmm. uh, being announced through the company, they're all remote workers, fully remote. Yeah. So after September, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to wait just till they till they uh, make a decision about whether or not they're going to force us in the office. And then that decision never happened. They stopped talking about it. They just let us do what we did. Damn. And the haircut just kept growing. And now it's going on probably about three years. Damn. So, so it, just, yeah, it started with laziness and a comment. And then it yeah. just turned into these luxurious fucking locks. Luxurious. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Mm. <laughs> oh, dude, I just I just cut all of my fucking hair off too much. It was like down the ear. Um, I, so, I couldn't deal with it. 
And so the thing is, is like we had this discussion, I think last week before the pod that mm-hmm. I was trying to give you a heads up that I was going to I was going to actually have it cut. Yeah. And I got just way too much sleep this weekend. So I completely fucked up everything I was trying to do. But the. The, the intention is I will have it cut sometime coming up, probably in the next week. And, wh- and I'm going to try to get it done. And you're this, you're doing you're doing the haircut for what reason? Um, I need so I've been having issues with my nut hair, so I've I've been hoping that maybe <laughs> I can use it to replace there because I want to feel like a man. Uh, I was really hoping that you were going to give the real answer so people could understand <laughs> that you do you are like a good person sometimes. Oh, I'm a piece of shit. No, so. Uh, so <laughs> So I try to set you I, up and you're just like, hey, uh, my nut hair is real I scraggly. Exactly. <laughs> I know what you were trying to do. I yeah. know what you were trying to do. And I completely <laughs> rejected it because I didn't want to I didn't want to be a part of any of this. Any of this like um, motherfuckers. You can't nice know bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You don't know me. You don't know what I'm doing it for. No, uh, I love that you leaned into the joke and <laughs> instead of being real. I, I really do appreciate that. Got to. <laughs> but but for real, um, the the intention is to at least donate there. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't decided if this is something that I kind of want to do. I mean, you know, I'm getting old as fuck. So the, I don't know, the, the quality of this hair, I guess it's for what it's worth. It's it's really good, at least for the time being. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the value of me doing this multiple times. Until I guess my hair either falls off or turns like completely white. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Mm. But um, I think the intention is to get it all chopped off. So I'm going to get as much of the hair uh, chopped off as possible. And then I'm just going to buzz my head. Damn. Um, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I don't give a fuck. I don't have to go in the office. I don't I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, I mean, it's summer right now. Like we have 100 degrees day, 100 degree days here in Texas. And so... Just trying to do a jog outside. It's fucking awful. It's, it's a, fucking awful. All of this hair you're donating, right? Yeah, it's going to be completely donated to. Uh, I haven't picked a charity yet, but uh, the two requirements: kids, cancer, and that's whichever whichever charity that I can find um, to to send it to. That's who I'm going to send it to. So uh, there's there's like locks for kids. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of. Uh, charities that i've that i've looked at and, and searched through so i'm probably going to make a decision sometime this week about who i'm going to send it to and just have it done so i can go ahead and send it off that's get cool, it over man. with yeah that's cool that's a that's a i don't know it's kind of it's it, it feels good to like give something back to someone sometimes even if you yeah. don't know them. so i mean like it's it's just been this really stupid thing that i've been doing mm-hmm. uh for the past few years and i might as well not let it go to waste you know, that's cool somebody's going to be able to use it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm going to try to see what what I'm going to do with my hair, like post post the cut thing. So mm-hmm. um, I may keep it short, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll let it grow out again and maybe try this donation thing again in the next year or so. Yeah. To maybe be, do it again. To be honest, the the beard and the long hair is probably the coolest you've ever looked in your entire fucking life, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's 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 a cool fucking look. It's it's really in. Um, long hair is like 
made such God, a big dude. comeback. Um, dude, <clears throat> I've had I've had I've had one of those moments mm-hmm. where I feel like a piece of shit because um, and I'm gonna have eBay going off all fucking day, so I better turn this. <laughs> I better turn this off. Yeah, turn on a focus mode or something. And... All right. So <clears throat> during during uh, during I think twenty twenty, mm-hmm. uh, I was doing jogs out in the neighborhood. Yeah, and I could I could see the same people who had the same idea as me. They had let their hair grow out, and you know we would do just like that. Mm, you know, just like hey, you know, and I just felt like such a piece of shit. You guys all out out there running like some pert plus ad bullshit with your fucking hair flying behind you. Got our got the man buns going. Yeah, just uh, just a group of us with man buns. I felt like such a piece of shit. Damn, God, such a piece of shit. But we look so fucking cool. Yeah, you look so fucking uh, good. It was really hard to balance, you know, feeling like a piece of shit and feeling awesome. So yeah, what are you gonna do? So what are you drinking, man? So today I saw I saw this and I just couldn't help myself. I had to fucking get it. So this is, and it's hard to tell. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a cute little illustration. That's a hot, yeah. that's a hot chihuahua. Yeah. So, so this is uh, a Mexican style lager. Mm-hmm. It wasn't worth the price. This was $22 for a four pack. <laughs> Oof. It was a, it's a Mexican style lager by uh, a brewery called Tripping Animals Brewing. Love. I think the they had another one from tripping, uh, from tripping animals. I forget what animal it was, but it was like a an ostrich or duck or something. And they were they looked high as fuck on the thing too. <laughs> so that was one of the reasons. So if you want me to buy your overpriced beer, just make it look. Just high. put yeah, just put something high looking on the on the label, and I'll fucking buy it. <laughs> so tripping animals is a uh, is a brewery out of Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, this one in particular, the Mexican style lager is called. No mames. So, hmm. cheers, cheers to my heritage. Cheers. I'm drinking a uh, 903. I'm almost out. I might have to walk over there and get another one in a second. Uh, a wee heavy. It's a. Oh, okay. It's a 10 percent beer by them. Um, I don't know much else about it. Uh, we have a couple in the fridge. So I was like, this is not a sour, and that's the only thing that's in the fridge right now is because Janet is obsessed with sours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I cracked it open and it's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's actually better warmer than it is cold. Uh, really? yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why, but when I first drank it cold, I was like, Ooh, yikes. I don't like this, but as it's warmed up, I'm like, Ooh, this has got like a lot of nice, uh, flavor to it. Uh, it doesn't really coat the mouth or anything like that. It just, uh, goes down pretty smooth. Not a bad beer, man. And for 10%, uh, out of a little can. You know, I don't have to drink a lot of them to get all get all fucked up. That's there you a go, man. <clears throat> all right, so let's get right into it. Yeah, let's do get it. Right into it. So probably the biggest thing this past week has been leaks. A Ella ton leaks. of fucking leaks. Ella leaks. Ton dude. of leaks. We got to call the probably plumber. the two biggest ones mm-hmm. were from Nintendo and Sony. So and. I've I got a little little update uh, about the uh, the Nintendo leak uh, right before I came on, so uh, it's it's probably as bad as as we think it's going to be. So watch watch your Twitter timelines, watch what you read on Reddit. It's going to kind of suck. So 
copies of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 leaked onto eBay. You got the actual fucking copies of the games being sold on eBay. Like so, digital or physical? No, physical copies of the games. Not, but not being sold by Nintendo. Nope. How the fuck? Not being sold. And the crazy thing about it, this person who was selling these games on eBay wasn't really trying to, to scalp the fuck out of them. They were being sold for $70 in a buy it now auction, plus $40 for expedited shipping. Hmm. So I believe this person was going to air fly this copy to your house, which means that for the people who got in on it, they probably already have their copies right now. Damn. And so it kind of feels like maybe so the thing about these kind of things, distributors, you know, when they have these boxes and pallets of games delivered to the store, somebody probably just snatched a box and just took it. Um, they sold exactly 25 copies oh. of the game, <laughs> which which is probably the amount of copies that you get in a single like carton. Yeah. Uh, that's put on a pallet that are sent out to these uh, retail stores. So it looks like they, it literally fell off the truck. They threw it on eBay and they made themselves a little bit of profit. So Damn. inevitably, the game is going to get leaked onto the internet. And in fact, um, I have seen pictures of people with Steam decks that already have the. Um, Nintendo Switch emulator, I forget which emulator they're using on Steam Deck, but they have the, the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 up and running on, on the Steam Deck. Holy fuck, so they've already ripped yesterday. it. They've already yes, ripped it and yesterday. turned it into a fucking ROM. That's wild. Yep. These motherfuckers are fast. Real fast. That means you're going to see pirated copies like literally everywhere within days or weeks. I guarantee if you know the kind of places to visit mm -hmm. to get this kind of this kind of stuff, you're going to be able to find it. That's fucking, that's super unfortunate that, that this one super person uh, could have inevitably fucking ruined the marketplace for Xenoblade Chronicles and the possibility that we could have, you know, good things in the future again from this uh, publisher. I'm, I'm not, I'm not too worried about the, the effects of this uh, on the game itself. I don't think it's going to really affect anything. Yeah. The biggest issue is going to be for people who want to be assholes, mm -hmm. they're going to want to spoil the game. They're oh, gonna put yeah. in. They're gonna be posting some end game bullshit, some spoilers, some twists or whatever. That's gonna be everywhere. You may not if you accidentally read something. It might not make sense now, but when you play the game, you're gonna realize, oh, they just spoiled the twist or they just spoiled the ending for me. Yeah, that was that was like uh, <laughs> watching Game of Thrones back in the day, man. No fucking let's let's take it a step further. Uh, when when Han Solo was killed by Ben, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I was, remember when you told me about that. Yeah. Dude, I was so mad. I was listening to a podcast, uh, a World of Warcraft podcast that I listen to all the time, um, and one of the the writers got to go see the movie the night of, and I got tickets for that the second day, and I was listening to the podcast on the way to the theater, and he goes. In the opening credits, he goes, oh, by the way, Han Solo is killed by his son, Ben. And I was like, I turned it off and I was like, I'll never listen to them again. I saw those motherfuckers at BlizzCon and I was like, you ruined 
the biggest fucking part of that movie. They were like, that movie sucked anyway. And I was like, well, fuck you. It's like, you guys suck, dude. Spoilers for like heavy diehard fans. Um, literally ruin the experience. So like, yeah, go fuck yourself. If you want to spoil something, spoil it for your fucking self. Don't spoil it for everybody else. You piece of shit. Um, to fuck those yeah. guys and fuck these no, guys that are going to spoil it. it. So the worst, so the worst part about it is that the game doesn't officially release until the 29th. So it's not until this fucking Friday that people are going to be able to go into the store and purchase it. They're going to be able to download from the eShop. Now for the people who've ordered kind of like how I have your special edition copy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Nintendo does release day delivery. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could be another week and a half until we actually get the copy in our hands. And mm-hmm. so we're going to be, we're going to be three, four days behind everybody else. Yeah. For all was, of this. That's so, why my uh, Arceus copy was, it was like almost a fucking week behind when Jesus. Arceus got released. So, so good luck out there. Yeah. If you're trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so somewhat related, mm-hmm. somewhat related. This is something that, I avoided when it when it got spoiled. But for the Sony half of this of this leak, the Last of Us Part 1 gameplay got leaked out. So this is kind of a reminder of about two years ago. They actually had a leak of The Last of Us Part 2. Yep. Not only just a leak, but they had, I want to say that somebody had put out, I think like 30 or 40 minutes of like gameplay cutscenes and stuff like that literally walked you through a good chunk of the game spoiled the i don't want to say twist so there's a couple of twists in it and i'm not going to talk about it but similar to what your experience was with star wars i had to completely avoid the internet up at that point because they were they were making memes and jokes about some parts of the game and i realized that if i had listen to any of that and then play through the game you know something would have clicked yeah and i would have been like oh that's what they were talking about i know what's about to happen that kind of thing so i had to completely avoid it dude i i'm i'm kind of uh worried because motherfuckers nowadays like i I spend a lot of time on youtube that's where i get a lot of my content Mm -hmm. and then from reddit and a couple other small places um Motherfuckers like to put spoilers in the title or like as the thumbnail for the video nowadays. Oh, yeah, they do. And, and you're going to see it for The Last of Us Part 1. You're going to see it for Xenoblade. Um, all these other leaks that are coming out. Like, it's going to be fucked because everybody wants clicks. That's true. Oh. The, the only good thing about this, this gameplay leak is mm-hmm. that there's not, there's not going to be anything new with The Last of Us Part 1, this remake. No. The, the leak basically refueled a lot of Twitter rage that uh, was kind of simmering underneath this whole release. Because the description of what this remake was supposed to be was kind of in flux. Like, we didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Are they going to just upgrade the visuals, upgrade the resolution, frame rates, and stuff like that? They did tell us that they were going to be some improvements. Yeah. And a lot of people had latched onto the the idea that maybe some of the Last of Us 2 combat improvements were going to be ported over to this remake. Yeah, because they did say there would be combat improvements, but they meant it in terms of accessibility. Right. So in Last of Us Part 2, if you haven't played it, one of the big changes in combat 
is the ability to dodge and go prone. So dodging is essentially a really key ability in being able to bum rush enemies, right? So you can go up, start attacking, and then whenever they swing at you or something like that, you can dodge out of the way and then continue on. Mm. And, uh, you know, continue hitting them until you're able to, you know, take them out, stab them, whatever. Um, it makes the combat really fluid. And, you know, I can kind of agree. Like, that would have been super cool. But the, the a lot of the hate that's come out of this leak is basically the understanding that the actual combat hasn't changed. And as you said, the only real changes they've had were, you know, AI improvements. Mm-hmm. Um, the the AI attached to you're kind of the buddy character that uh, you have during certain parts of the game. They react a little bit more naturally, whereas in the prior Last of Us remake and the original Last of Us game for PS3, enemies avoided where they didn't even notice your your little buddy character. So your buddy character could pop up, run in front of them, and go hide somewhere else, yeah. and the enemy wouldn't react to them. You yeah, know? no bit. Right. So you kind of got the understanding. It's like, oh, I don't have to worry about this, you know, this little character that I'm leading through this this map. I can just do whatever. As long as I'm hidden, everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, is supposed to just help with the immersion factor a little bit. So, yeah, I can see why some people were upset. Um, but at the same time, like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. You know, if I just, this is, yeah, if this is something you want, you know, you don't have to buy it. Not True. Right. I just, I just hope if, if uh, your your buddy character and in, in in each one of the scenarios, uh, interacts with the enemies. So like the cordyceps monsters, the the individual mm-hmm. like uh, rogue groups running around through like these suburban areas and these broken down houses. Um, if they can be spotted, I just really hope that their AI. Uh, is as strong as like having a a really good second player or or someone you know who who knows that like hey if if I say stay hidden you know we stay hidden and it would have been better I guess if they would have incorporated something like uh like some of the old Star Wars games there's that, there's that one where you control it's a commando something game uh where you where you have like a squad of uh soldiers with you and you you can say hey stop here hey follow me hey attack this dude uh it would have been kind of cool if they would incorporate something like that but that's like a big combat change um definitely for something where they're already doing i want to say they're doing a lot but it from an outside perspective i mean it looks like they're just updating graphics and frame rates and shit like that so yeah so i mean um even with the leaked footage you can tell character models are vastly improved the environments are much lusher a mm-hmm. uh, lot more detail. Mm-hmm. Facial animations, even in the leaked footage, you could tell that they they really upgraded the facial animations on there. So if it if it's something that really bothers you, just just don't buy it. It's it's not a big deal. It's not nothing really to rage about. So interestingly enough, that evening when they leaked that gameplay footage, mm-hmm. Naughty Dog and Sony did drop a blog post detailing everything that they were uh, including to The Last of Us Part 1 remake. So, not outside of the character models, environments, and facial animations, they're going to have a graphics quality mode, so 4K 30. They will have a 4K performance mode, trying to get to that dynamic 4K resolution with 60 frames. So, haptics, trigger effects, and 3D audio. 3D audio seemed like it was okay. 
trigger effects are kind of cool. So like, you know, pulling on the bowstring, mm-hmm. you're going to have, um, I guess, tightening on the trigger as you pull it back and things like that. Uh, the haptics uh, that they talked about, they even said that they were going to have haptics for, for like shooting a shotgun. And then when the shotgun gets cocked again, like they're going to have some, some haptic oh, feedback on that. That's super fucking cool. That's super fucking cool. Yeah. So it does look like it's going to be fucking cool. So they will have denser physics objects. So there is a there is a portion of the game where there is like a uh, a turret mounted machine gun mm-hmm. that's firing at you. So you'll be able to see a lot more of the little particles and pieces of the environment flying off, things like that. You're throwing a I don't know firebomb or grenade, more of those little physics objects to to kind of a little bit more denser, realistic kind of thing. They're adding permadeath and speedrun modes, uh, unlockable costumes. So again, with the upgrade to the AA buddy characters, I kind of agree with you. It'd be it would have been cool if they could have made them a little bit more effective in combat because mm-hmm. there's not a lot. Like there there are sections where you have to save that character from dying because you know game over if you if they die yeah. from like a cordyceps or something else. Um, they don't really they're not really too effective in combat to help you take down some of the enemies so it is what it is the accessibility options naughty dog has been known for their accessibility options Uh, i've never really messed with them Um, but i will say that they have added one that i probably will play through my first time and that's audio descriptions so this is a mode that they will have a narrator speak on the cinematic cutscenes as it plays out. Oh. So it's kind of like it feels like a novelization happening, just kind of describing the scene to you mm-hmm. as the cinematic plays out. It looks super interesting and super cool. So I'm gonna try that out when it first comes out. That's gotta be hard to kind of implement when your game is not built around it. Uh definitely when there's already vocalization that's happening during these cutscenes and everything else. Um so I don't know, like I, shows have done it in the past, like How I Met Your Mother and all this other stuff. So having an external narrator kind of describe mm-hmm. everything. So I think it could be fun. It could be very immersive and make it feel like more like a a movie instead of just a game that you're playing. Yeah. And I think it'll it'll help maybe explain some of the, maybe the nuances to the scene mm-hmm. that's going on. Uh, in the example that they showed, it was a scene early in the game uh, when you first get Ellie, um, Joel naps in a in an apartment, uh, waiting for I believe uh, the other characters and I forget the Firefly to to come meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, you see you know Joel's asleep on the couch and Ellie's just kind of looking around, and it narrates saying that oh you know she sees Joel sleeping on the couch. He's wearing a wristwatch that was given to him by his daughter that has a broken face on it and things like that. It, it just seems really cool. So if you, if you were just kind of glossing at the cinematics, at least it'll help you maybe spot some details that you may have missed. Yeah. And it could so, give you insight into what the other characters are actually thinking because. Yeah. That would be uh, super cool. Yeah. I mean, this game is old as hell. Uh, and so maybe old. they didn't like kind of, it would probably been hard to bake that into facial expressions and stuff like that um and and good focal points and stuff uh because cinematics have you know drastically uh, 
changed over time uh, and and how we view movies and shit like that. So th- I, don't, I don't know, man. I think this is cool. I know this is not for us. This is more for, uh, you know, people who are not fully able-bodied. I'm not sure what I the PC it. term yeah. of that is, but uh, I don't know. I think you it could be fun. I think it could be fun to enjoy the game in a different uh, aspect and kind of get a, a little bit more insight in what the writers and uh, directors expect. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying it out uh, when I get it. So, I guess just to sum it up, for for at least people who are who are uh, on the fence about whether or not to get it, whether it's worth it, whether it should be called a remaster, uh, a remake, whatever. If we if we're being honest, even with all of the marketing material that Naughty Dog has put out, it kind of feels like this is it's not really a cash grab, I want to say, but maybe a recoup on the time spent taking the Last of Us engine from PS3 now into PS4 and now straight on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Just porting that over to a native PS5 game engine. This is probably the probably the easiest thing they could have done during that time. So from the two years since the release of Last of Us Part Two to the release of The Last of Us One, this was probably just a a good excuse to put everybody on this game engine conversion project, put something out for 70 bucks, try to get that money back that they're spending for having everybody on it. I have a feeling that this engine is probably going to be used for factions multiplayer as well. And who knows, maybe they're going to decide to go ahead and port over The Last of Us Part Two natively to PS5. I mean, they're going to make you want to pay 70 bucks again to get a newer version with potentially better character models, better environments, better everything. But hey, you know, I'll probably still buy it. Maybe maybe I'm stupid, but... I I think I'm going to buy this because I haven't played Last of Us uh, in a really long time. I never played Last of Us Part Two, even though I own it. Uh, I bought it day one and was really excited about it. And then the reviews came out and then I got busy. Uh, I think that's when I joined uh, my raid team in WoW and just got like completely sucked into that shit. Um, not yeah. I, like Naughty Dog produces bangers. Um, so I, 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 I trust them to, to, to make this a good uh, remaster. Um, I also think that like other studios like THQ and Nordic and stuff like that, when they do remasters, uh, they typically use that money that they've they recoup uh, during that remaster process to fund other projects. Uh, so that could be like a new game coming out, like under a new IP. That could be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a part three to Last of Us. It could be a prequel to Last of Us. It could be whatever, you know. Um, and I think if you're definitely invested inside of a, a studio uh, and you like what they're doing, I think it is good as a fan to support the stuff that they're doing. Um, you know, and just, I mean, fuck, we've yeah. talked about this before, you know, pay yeah, out when agreed. it's due. So we yeah. also had some other fucking leaks and I thought this one was pretty fucking funny. I looked into this a little bit before the stream, the fucking monster hunter paradise shit, dude. <laughs> I, I can't believe someone found this and I can't believe how it was found. I'll let you talk about it, but it's funny. I, as shit. It's, it's, it was, it's really fucking stupid. So Yes. There is a Monster Hunter Paradise. We don't know what it is. If it's real, Capcom hasn't talked about it. Yeah. So, July 23rd. 
somebody somebody who's fucking genius i guess i don't know uh was able to enable a developer mode for the discord desktop app and if you're not familiar about the discord desktop app it is written in a web framework called electron so if you've ever been wondering why the the web version of discord and the desktop version looks super similar and behave super similarly it's probably because they are pretty close to one and the same oh it just wraps it up into a nice little app package that you can launch on windows hmm. so because of that this person enabled a kind of like a developer console so if you've ever messed with the developer tools on chrome it's pretty much exactly the same thing so they opened up this little console window and they injected javascript into it this javascript code essentially turns on a flag turns on a true and false so apparently the developer mode is set to false this injection of javascript changes it to true Jeez. and basically ex exposes this experiments menu item in your settings area so from inside of this experiments area they have a section called drops for go live partner rewards this seems like it's tied to some sort of gift program mm -hmm. where if you stream a certain title for a certain amount of time you actually get rewards on your site i believe this also drops rewards into, I guess, your streaming channel as well for people who are watching you. So inside of the drops for go live rewards dropdown that they have in that area, there were three options. One was called control, which I think is supposed to reference the control video game by Remedy. That didn't, that didn't really do anything, but there's also these two other options. One's called treatment one and treatment two. Treatment one is supposed to be some sort of 15 minute streaming requirement while the treatment two is a 30 minute streaming requirement. So the magic is with this treatment, treatment one dropdown option. So when you switch it to this treatment one option, if you go to your gift inventory section in the settings menu, as part of the available gifts area, you're gonna see two Monster Hunter Paradise gift options. So the requirement is like you stream the game for 15 minutes and it gives you some sort of reward, maybe like a skin or, or mm -hmm. something like that, a piece of equipment, an armor piece. So that's where the Monster Hunter Paradise name came from. Now, somebody else attempted to get uh, one of the gifts redeemed through the Discord app. Yeah. And that's where the PlayStation Xbox platform information comes from. So. As far as we know at this point, there's a game called Monster Hunter Rise. Monster, I'm sorry, Monster Hunter Paradise. Rise mm -hmm. is already out. And the feeling is that this is going to be an Xbox and PlayStation game. Yep. No word about if it's going to be available for Switch or for Steam. PC. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. A lot of people are speculating this is going to be very similar to Monster Hunter World, like where it's uh, console specific for a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. other people are saying that this is an expansion to monster hunter world. Some people are thinking it's monster hunter world two, um, or just a new, uh, IP inside of the monster hunter world or monster hunter IP itself, which would be monster hunter six. Uh, right. So I don't know. I mean, this seems, uh, it seems like a fun leak. Uh, you know, I, 
I almost feel like I feel like developer companies are fucking up. Uh, yeah. or they're doing this on purpose because they World of Warcraft did the exact same thing. They had this in their fucking JavaScript package on their website. Uh, and that's how Dragon Isles got leaked was somebody literally just right clicked and viewed source and went through the JavaScript and it said Hacker uh, Man. Yeah, and it had the the expansion name in there. It had the release date. Oh, it had all kinds of details in the JavaScript and they were like, What the fuck is this? You know? Um and you, you see this all the time and it's like, yep. is this is this piss poor planning? And I don't believe that it is because you as a content owner can push your shit out anytime that you fucking want. I, I honestly think this is a forward leak to create hype, uh, to get interest back in your company. I, my, my only argument with that is I think people are pretty fucking stoked about monster hunter in general. Mm -hmm. They really love monster hunter rise. I don't yeah. think you really need any more hype. Extra another, bullshit like, hype. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you need any extra hype for a full-blown next-gen Monster Hunter game. You know what I mean? No. They could Hopefully talk we'll about find it. Out. Yeah, they could talk about it next week, and it could release like three years from now, and the hype would stay lit as fuck the entire fucking time. Like, it, it there would, is no doubt. Yeah. The Monster Hunter community is... I, I, for one, I don't think it's ever been as rabid uh, as it's ever no, been. Like, no, no, no. More and more people are coming in. Um as soon Monster as I finished, changed the game. It, it really did. Uh, and then, you know, Rise has been kind of mm -hmm. fucking bananas for accessibility and stuff like that in terms of uh, taking away the hard parts and giving you a little bit more like ease of access, uh, faster gameplay, and all this other stuff. Right. So, yeah. So, well, one last bit about the Monster Hunter Paradise thing mm -hmm. is that the the gifts have a expiration date that were tied to them in the in the screenshots and the date was December 22nd. So if, if this is legit, if this is real. Capcom will probably be making an announcement soon. Um, so that way we can take advantage of this December 22nd redemption day. So yeah. we'll see. So interesting that you spoke about the, the wow stuff mm -hmm. and kind of like a similar thing. So Hogwarts heart Hogwarts. I hate, it sounds like a venereal disease, man. I can't, I hate saying it so much. Uh, so Hogwarts, you need Hogwarts some Valtrex, dude. <laughs> you need a, there's there's this cream associated with this. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hogwarts. I can't say Hogwarts Legacy. Someone out here is fucking dying right now. Listen to yeah. this shit. <laughs> so this game was announced, I believe, on a Sony State of Play. It, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really a big Harry Potter fan, but the game looked kind of cool. Mm -hmm. But apparently somebody was able to kind of guess, I think, some of the some of the image assets that were tied to some things that were not already shown on the website. So if, I guess, your development team, the asset department, creates similar file names, you know, you can kind of guess some of the file names and if they're stored on the server, just ready to be deployed at a moment's notice, then you'll be able to find it. Yeah. So I believe it was something like that. Somebody was able to request some image assets that were not currently visible on the web page. And it basically gave an insight into what the collector's editions of this venereal disease is going to be. Jesus. So obviously you have a standard version. <laughs> there's a deluxe edition. Yeah. And then there's a collector's edition that we're finding out about. Can't you just do like 
I know. So like, can't you just do like a, a curl or something to like a, an image folder and just pull everything that's inside of there? You probably, maybe it yeah. depends on what the access is. True. It depends on what the access is. I mean, if you, if you trade it just like a HTTP access, uh, and you request an image and you just say, show me what's in here. Uh, I don't know. Developers just need to fucking up their game, dude. Uh, they do need to. They yeah. need to make it a, or just don't push this stuff out. Don't let it, don't let it sit out there in production, waiting for a go live. You yeah. know what I mean? Just yeah. don't do it. Just don't publish all like every yeah. single time. Like you've. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's. Their uh, IT hands, departments. Yeah. Are fucked. Dude, there is. There is definitely a release scheduled. There's a release night. For when yeah. they're pushing these assets where everybody's like, all right, we got to make sure are all the assets there. Did you check? Did you double check? All right. You know, it's going live this time, this date. Don't fuck it up. Just do it then. Just don't don't have these assets out there readily yeah. available. So the deluxe edition is going to have a Thestral mount. No idea what it is because I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Dark, dark Arts cosmetic pack, a Dark Arts battle arena. Dark Arts Garrison hat, which is digital deluxe only. So Ooh. fuck you if you're buying the the physical edition That's because so you're not going to get it. Up. That's so f- I I'm uh, really fucking upset with the 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 separation between digital like with it's, the it's, yeah. with, with the God of War shit where some things are too. yeah the Thor pack and something else like I uh, fuck yeah. these companies dude and they're greedy little fucking assholes man or at least let me pay ninety nine cents and fucking get it digitally I don't fucking know. Or include Who a knows? fucking key. Who knows? Anyways. The only thing I will say with uh, with God of War is I believe that most of the stuff is in-game. Uh, you can find it in-game. Oh, okay. So this isn't something that's unique. It's just something that gets it to you early. Oh, okay. So that way you don't have to unlo- wait to unlock it. That's my understanding with God of War. I don't know what it is about, about Hogwarts. Maybe, maybe it is explicitly available only if you purchase the digital Lux. I don't know. You're also going to get to play the game 72 hours early, which is another kind of piece of shit move that they've done with the digital uh, releases. You're also getting a Kelpie rope, which I don't know what it is, probably to cover your genital warts. Mm. So the collector's edition... <laughs> it's got the gets, cream built in. It got the cream built in. The collector's <laughs> edition contains all of that. And the thing is, is like I'm assuming that the collector's edition is a physical item. Mm-hmm. So... You still, I guess, if you're willing to plop down whatever the collector does, a, a collector's edition and price is going to be, they will give you that garrison hat. They are going to give you the 72 hours early access. You are going to get the robe to help rub the cream on your Hogwarts. You're going to get a steel case. Probably the most interesting thing is probably this floating ancient magic wand with a book. Is that a physical so, thing, like IRL, or is that like in-game? It's supposed to be a physical thing. Ooh. So some rando on Reddit who claims to have some knowledge about what this is says that this is one of those floating novelty items that you find, mm-hmm. which is essentially the book is going to be the base, and there's going to be a magnet, and then there's going to be another magnet on the wand, and you're going to essentially allow the the item to float. So, oh, it's, so it's like ooh. one of those floating light bulb things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be something like that. Now... This son of a bitch said it's going to be about 400 bucks, which I don't think it's going to be that much. There's no way. No. But you, you know, follow, to be fair, what? Harry Potter fans, uh, they're they probably, would, they? They, would, they would pay $400 for it. Oh. And it, I, I watch the Harry Potter movies every year, maybe every other year, because I, I like them. 
but I don't love them. And I want to fucking <laughs> love them. I really want to love them. Uh, but they're so fucking quirky. Uh, I'm going to play this game because the combat looks kind of neat. I, I do too. There's there's a there's a decent crafting system mm-hmm. in here as well. I think you're gonna be able to like mix potions and things like yeah. that. I, that's kind of my jam. So yeah. even though even though I'm not a fan of the Harry Potter, I guess world and everything that kind of goes in with it, um, I'm probably still gonna play it because it, yeah. it looks like it's gonna be a fun game. I yeah. am not gonna spend money for the collector's edition, but once it goes on sale, I might try it out. Yeah, I'm gonna get the standard for sure. But for uh, sure. When I was watching the combat videos, it looks like uh, it reminds me of the Arkham series combat, but from mm, a okay. ranged distance, right? And these are both WB Warner Brothers fucking IPs. Ooh, so I, I think that they could probably use the same combat system because I was watching, I was like, man, this is really fucking familiar feeling. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that it's like fun. I'm hoping that it's like uh, an engaging combat system because that's, I don't know, like the fun part about being a wizard. I just hope that combat is not like the full game, right? Like, because that's going to get kind of boring, just like whipping your fucking wand around. I, I really hope the crafting and stuff is really cool. I hope there's like a lot of mystery because like the the big part of Harry Potter novels and the movies are just like the mystery behind everything and like finding all this fun stuff, all the espionage, uh, the bullshit that these kids are uncovering from like these, you know, deviant ass adults um trying to fuck shit up so i'm hoping there's a lot of that uh, i hope there's so some. yeah and i will agree with that i i want to say that my favorite parts of harry potter were just just the mysterious things that were part of the the hogwarts school mm-hmm. just the, all of the just crazy bullshit that's kind of hidden away yeah and things like that so if there's if there's a lot of that where you're doing a lot of exploring yeah you're finding all of these like weird, mythical, mysterious places mm-hmm. that you know you may have not have realized were there to begin with. That's going to be cool. But I mean, if you're also going to be learning how to mix your spells, uh, doing those kind of things, like I think it's going to be really, really compelling. Yeah, I think it could be a very engaging game. Uh, yeah, and something you could probably sink like you know sixty hours into. But who knows? Um, these those prices though. <laughs> I really hope yeah. that what you have here is probably right. You know, the base game sixty yeah. seventy dollars, deluxe one hundred, and collectors typically run you know closer to one fifty two hundred dollars. I think that's probably probably all so. right. You know, I, if if as long as it's just if it's just like a a little small thing, you know, palm size mm-hmm. little little floating book and wand thing, I I, I think it's gonna it's gonna fall underneath. 200 bucks yeah but you know if they go if they go big with it i can definitely see it going like mid 200s yeah. for sure but who knows who knows we'll find out it's yeah. it's already been leaked so i'm assuming that there's probably going to be a release detailing all of this with a video and, and whatnot soon i'm surprised we'll they didn't out. uh put out a release during uh comic-con like uh that's like, true yeah just like uh ninja turtles did that's right. I did hear about some of the stuff. They, it's it's actually very interesting. They have outlined a few cool things for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, mm-hmm. which recently did have a release date trailer drop. So coming out July 21st. Oh, well, actually, it was... Re- they, the, they, they dropped the, the trailer, trailer on, the 21st. Was on the 21st. Yeah, because it comes so, out at the end of next month. 
So August 30th. We still have to wait for August 30th. But it's your jam. Standard edition, 40 bucks. I do believe the special editions were already up for pre-order. Yeah, they sold out instantly, dude. Yeah. So I'm not too sure if they're going to come back. But for 40 bucks, you're going to get arcade versions, the actual arcade versions of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Turtles in Time arcade, along with the NES games, the original TMNT, swimming through the the fucking seaweed, <laughs> electrified seaweed and Fuck shit. that seaweed, dude. Yeah. Bringing that back. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which was actually a port of the original arcade game. Yep. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, which is a super expensive game if yeah. you want to actually play it on a real Nintendo. So for 40 bucks, I've heard that is like uh, an incredible fucking NES game uh, out of all of the, it is. between the arcade and the NES titles. Uh, if you only played one, probably TMNT three is probably the way to go. I remember, I think I remember playing uh Manhattan project with a friend, like back, back in the day, like an elementary school. Yeah. It was super good. It's super good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, world as fuck. No, yeah, dude. We we used to play. Uh, I used to play uh, the arcade port uh, and the regular one uh, on the NES with my friend Bradley, uh, the other Bradley no. that I grew up next to. Uh, we found a box of condoms in his mom's room when we were playing <laughs> Ninja Turtles, and we thought they were water balloons, so we filled them up with water and we're throwing them at each other. Uh, that's all I remember about Ninja Turtles back in the day um, until Turtles. That's the reason times. why he has a brother. Yeah. <laughs> and mom was like trying to get fucked and there's no condoms. Where are they? Um, ah, who cares? So we, What's the worst <laughs> that happen, then you got like the NES games, you got turtles in time, which I think is, was the best Ninja Turtles game until the new it's one came really out. It's really good. Yeah, uh, it really you is. Get tournament fighters, which I never got to play. I was always stoked about playing it. Uh, yeah. Genesis, you got Hyperstone heist, which is essentially turtles in time. And then you have tournament fighters as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that Hyperstone Heist is an expensive, <laughs> it's an expensive game too. It is a super fucking expensive game. Yes. Um, Worth the price. Yep. For the 40 bucks. Uh, between the two tournament fighters, I've heard a lot of uh, bad stuff about the Genesis version uh, in yeah. terms of like gameplay and stuff like that. The audio is better than the Super Nintendo one, but in terms of uh, gameplay, the SNES version out of those two is probably the better one. Then you got the heard Game the Boy line which is incredible. Mm. So they, they toned these down. They made these a little bit easier than the regular NES versions, which were made for adults who weren't watching Ninja Turtles back in the fucking 80s. Um, and these are more in line for children. So TMNT 1, 2, and 3, you got the Fall of the Foot Clan, uh, Back from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue. Radical Rescue is a Metroidvania game. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, and it's... It's back before Metroidvania was like the big fucking deal. Like you had, you know, Metroid, right? Dude, um, I'm super excited now. Yeah. Everybody says that that one is a absolute fucking banger of a game. Uh, almost no one played it. Uh, it just was. Fuck, it's it's got to be super expensive too. Yeah. Um, and then you got like online play for the TMNT arcade game, which I think is four players, Turtles in Time arcade. You got Hyperstone Heist and the snes version of uh tournament fighters um so that'll be pretty fun being able to hop on uh see some leaderboards and all this other shit i think that they're doing a really good job um 
with all the with all the Ninja Turtle hype that's been coming out, uh, it's kind of fucking insane. They also have like a new show coming out too. Um, really? Yeah, I didn't know about the show. Yeah, I've been I've been part of the. <laughs> I joined a, a Ninja Turtle group on Facebook and on Reddit. Nerd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hype. I was so hype about the recent release. So like I was like, I gotta find out all the fucking news. Um and uh people were talking about mostly the new series that's coming out. Um But I, I you know, for forty bucks getting what, sixteen games, I think that's pretty fucking crazy. Uh and a lot of these have haven't been released or been on any other platform other than their original releases, so yeah, I don't know. and I do believe that they're also having some uh, Japanese versions also attached to this as well. So oh. you're going to get yeah. So they have they have different versions of of these games. I I want to say that I the for whatever reason Europe they didn't call them ninjas. They did. Not. I forget what forget what they call them in Europe. Yeah. They, oh, by the way, that uh that uh Game Boy TMNT Radical Rescue. Yeah. About five hundred bucks. If you're trying to get it. If you're trying to get it with the box and the manual, it's about five hundred bucks. If you just want the card itself, it's about ninety. So there you go. Damn. You can get two. You can get two of these things. You could have bought the. You could have bought the special edition. So it's super expensive. Yeah. Eesh. Yeah, I'm not surprised. What uh, do they call them in Europe? I don't remember. I just remember seeing some shit about it the other day. Uh, I was watching some videos about Ninja Turtles and. Uh, they completely changed their name. I don't even think they're called Teenage. Jesus. <laughs> they may just be called like Fat Turtles. I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they call them. Fucking <laughs> radical dudes. Um, radical, just two, just four radical dudes. Four, four radical dudes. Um, we also had some new shit coming from Nintendo for their online services uh, yeah. on July 21st. Of, uh, so we had some new Super Nintendo games and some NES games, and I think we got some 64 games, maybe? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so I just must have been behind the update, because I saw the release for the uh, SNES and NES, and so I updated the the 64 and got a game, too. But I, I, I probably just yeah, updated the, that one. I want to say that they did uh, the Nintendo 64 last week. Oh, okay, okay. It was a, it was a single game. It was, yeah, uh, it was just one. A match, it was a match three game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we yeah. did talk about that shit. No yeah. one was excited. So on the SNES, yeah. though, we got Kirby's Avalanche, which is a skin version of Super Poyo Pop. Or Super Poyo Poyo. I don't know. It's like a match three game, kind of like Tetris, where the things look like blobs instead of like shapes and shit. Um, we got Fighter's History. I don't know what that is. It's crazy. It's, uh, it's a fighting game. And yep. something that I remember from back in the day when I was a kid, because Capcom actually sued the developer of Fighters History. Word? Yeah. For what? 1994, they filed a lawsuit against Data East Corp because they claimed that they were infringing on their Street Fighter II uh, IP, their oh, characters and their yeah. gameplay. Yeah, I did yeah. see this. I was like, this motherfucker looks just like uh, a shitty Street Fighter. It, and that's essentially what it is. I Damn. mean, Data East Corp won the lawsuit. Because you can't copyright somebody in a white karate gi and a headband who punches and kicks shit. Dude, this motherfucker literally on the fighter select screen literally looks like fucking Ryu, dude. Yeah. (laughs) And there's no, there's no, there's no denying it. This is a fucking AliExpress version of Street Fighter (laughs) 2. That's all it is. That's all it is. 
you can find yeah. parallels between these characters and the Street Fighter 2 characters. It's unapologetic. Now, unapologetic. Is this so is the history part like are these from because they look like they're from all different like areas of the world, maybe different historical influences. Maybe that's what I have no clue. I have no clue. I I, I may have played it once or twice. Oh my god. Dude, back in the day. They they did not give a fuck. So they're <laughs> they have a literal fucking copy of Guile. Uh they just took his yeah. shirt off and gave him a mohawk. Uh his name is Matlock. They have a Chun Li clone, which is Fei Lin. Yeah. Um the only thing they changed about her stance was made her hands do like this. Uh, yeah. And then Ken, they literally just dressed him up like a normal white guy with jeans and a t-shirt. Um, he has yeah. the same exact stance. His name is Ray. <laughs> but, I, I think I also remember there was a uh, a Sagat clone as well. Yeah, he's got he's got the short shorts, and yeah. he's got he has that. Uh, what, what what was his fighting style? Like some Thai boxing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Thai boxing. So. Same, same thing. Same kind yeah. of well, it's, it's kind of insane. It's there. That's, that's a fun bit of history about it. I think it's, uh, it's fun to look at like how street fighter shaped the world. And it's, it's fun to see like a, you know, Oh yeah. A weird no, they, clone pop out on here. It's, it's basically the, the doom of the fighting genre. Yeah. Everything after doom was labeled doom clone. Yep. Any fighting game after street fighter two came out was a street fighter clone. Hmm. So, the other game that they released, so you got three games. Mm -hmm. The last one was an NES game, and it's just as weird as fucking oh, Adding Fighters history. So, oh, so the NES game that they're releasing is called Diva Story Six: mm -hmm. Imperial of Near Sarsha. It's a mouthful. This is a side-scrolling shooter game that sometimes is also a a turn-based tile strategy game as well. This was a Japan-only game. Never came out in the in the West. And as the name implies, it's the sixth out of a seven series of games. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the only game that was released for the NES. Yeah. Where, so, were, the other, where were the other games that happened to the first five? Like The first five and the seventh game are Japanese microcomputer exclusive. Oh, okay. And these are all 80s machines. So if you intend to play this on real hardware, they probably don't exist anymore. Probably not. I watched probably a uh, RGT85 uh, playthrough of this game. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, what the fuck is this game? And it's very confusing. Um, and you know why it's confusing? Why is that? Because if you actually look, even if you look at the marketing material that they pushed out for this game, mm -hmm. they didn't even bother to translate it. They didn't bother to translate it. This is a Japanese-only game that they brought over into your any a Nintendo Switch Online platform, and they didn't even translate it. No, there's no translation. This is a there's legit no just like port. Uh, yeah, everything's still in like kanji and all that other stuff. So, and the craziest thing about it, even in the video that Nintendo put on their YouTube channel, they're like, "Hey, are you confused at what the fuck's going on? You have no idea what to do." Go to this password screen and enter in this password so you can get straight to the action. The password screen has no English characters, man. <laughs> it's all in Japanese. They're making you figure out which Japanese characters you need to input onto the password screen oh. to at least get to some action. 
And to be fair, uh, you only skip like 20 seconds by doing that. It's easier just to start the game. It probably is. Yeah. And then the, the first screen that it drops you in on after you, I guess, pick a fucking name. So you start the game, you have a, a bunch of fucking Japanese, right? You enter something, you hit start, I guess. And then it, no context drops you into space. You're a fucking spaceship. There's a little map on the side with little squares all over the place. And you're next to a, a, a sphere. And so you move to the, you free roam up to the next one, next little sphere, which I guess is a planet and you enter and then you have to pick weapons and stuff. There's yeah. no context to any of these weapons. There's no English. You have no idea what the fuck you're selecting. And then you drop into a combat situation. It's a side scroller similar to uh, uh, Contra, but your your two face buttons, so A and B, are different attacks, and your jump is up. And mm. each, <laughs> I, I'm thinking each stage has different gravity. So like some stages are really fucking floaty and weird based on what I've seen. And other stages are maybe a little bit tighter. So I'm like, it's a mess. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. Um, I'm, I probably will never play it, but it's there. It's there. It's a, it's a fun way to experience some, you know, an old piece of history. Um, now the only thing I will say when I was researching what the fuck this was, cause mm -hmm. I had no clue. The one really interesting part about, this series of games is that the story for all of these games is the exact same. The only difference between each of these seven games is that you're viewing this war from a different faction. Oh, that's sick as fuck. That is sick as fuck, right? That's so fucking so sick. Each of these games, all seven of these games tell the exact same story, but you play it from a different side of the war. Oh, that's kind of like uh, Trails of Cold Steel series. Uh, so there's like seven games of that or six games, something like that. And each one is told uh, from different factions, different points of view. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm still probably not going to play it. No. I, I think it would probably just be uh, faster just to find somebody who's played all these games and just listen to what the fuck it's Yeah, about. just watch a Let's Play. <laughs> and just be done with that one. Uh we also got some new announcement for No More Heroes 3, which has been out for a while, right? Yeah, it was It was originally released on the Switch uh, October 27th, 2021. But uh, it was kind of rough. It was a lot rough, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the game kind of runs at 60 frames per second sometimes, and some of the open world kind of runs at 30 frames per second sometimes people really tore this fucking game apart yeah when it was released because it didn't seem that the switch was powerful enough to run it for what it was so with this announcement you're going to be able to play it on next gen platforms ps4 xbox one pc things like that so hopefully this is the the vision that they had for no more heroes 3 the proper one yeah so you should have 60 frames per second, 4K modes and things like that. So this is supposed to be the definitive way to play No More Heroes 3. So if you were a diehard fan of the series, this is probably the release you've been waiting for. Ooh. Shit, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> on top of that, the 
another re-release is the Persona 5 Royal. Mm -hmm. Not having an upgrade path if you own the PS4 version. So Atlas came out and said, fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. So on the PS5, you have kind of gotten attached to the the process of upgrading your PS4 version to like a PS5 native version for 10 bucks to get, you know, the benefits, not just a backwards compatible version of the game, a legit PS5 enhanced version. Yeah. So higher but, frame rate, better. Yeah. So, but apparently Atlas says, nah, fuck you. So you're going to have to pay full price if you want to get it on the PS5. I, so, maybe they just had to put a lot more work into it or something. I don't fucking know. I, I, you know what? I don't know. I doubt it. I really doubt it. They are milking the fuck out of the Persona series right now. They know. They know people will buy it. Yeah, they'll know people buy it. People are stupid over Persona games. True. So, and on top of that, we also had a kind of a Twitter tease. So, mm -hmm. Silex Hunter. I believe he was the same dude who talked about what was it? What was it that he confirmed? It was another leak last week. Was a leak last week. Want to say that it was for? I don't remember. <laughs> Let's fucking find out. I know it was some sort of release date. I believe it was Bayonetta. It I want to say been. that he he did he did leak the Bayonetta release date. So there was yeah it there was, was some talk. It was yeah, Bayonetta. so there was some talk about the investment call investor call that Nintendo had. Um, I want to say about a month ago, where one of the one of the investors asked about remaking some older games, and they named F Zero as one of them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people got kind of hyped about the fact that hey, you know, maybe Nintendo is going to be doing something with some of these old properties. So Silex over here has teased that there's going to be some sort of F Zero announcement so if you were a big f-zero fan apparently something's coming there is a caveat though silex says to manage your expectations whatever the fuck that means so based on what that is kind of implying there's not much for nintendo to release right now nintendo online already has f-zero for the snes you have f-zero x for the n64 so that's really all about it for the current systems available for Nintendo Online. Those are the only systems and only F-Zero games you can really kind of add. So they do have a Japanese exclusive expansion kit for F-Zero X that was on the Nintendo 64 disk drive. Mm -hmm. I guess they could potentially add that to the, to the system. Maybe they could add the F-Zero GX game for GameCube, but that means they would have to add GameCube support for Nintendo Online. I don't know if they're ever going to do that. Other people are talking about maybe some F-Zero inspired tracks for the Mario Kart 8 expansion program that they got going on. That could be kind of fucking know. fun. It could be fun. Yeah. Maybe maybe Nintendo's going to do an F-Zero collection because there's a ton that, of GBA games for F-Zero. That would be sick as fuck. The collections are doing cool. like, collections are selling like fire, man. It's yeah. just a way to take these old IPs and just fucking drop them in on emulators essentially inside of a system and just make fucking you know like a couple hundred thousand dollars oh yeah I, and nintendo could pull it off they could they could milk it for tons of money they put yeah. it out for 60 bucks people will fucking buy it well i'm in i'm fucking in yeah there you go 
or or don't do me like this nintendo nintendo could do a nintendo thing and have f-zero cart mobile like for your phone do, like they do a mario kart and yeah mario, mario kart circuit or some shit like that or yeah. whatever it was mario kart mario run maybe you'll just be able to get some dumbass mobile game that does sound it. like something nintendo i don't yeah, want, i don't want, I don't want, to want either. it i don't want it well you're gonna fucking get it whether you like it or not yeah they can fuck off with that shit i'm not into it <laughs> <laughs> what i am into is platinum games news though uh, they hired a um, uh, former Nintendo managing director, Takayo Yamane. Yikes. Close enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> hmm, I didn't practice that. So that's just off the cuff. <laughs> um, you know, back in early 2020, uh, Tencent dropped a, a mountain of investment money in Platinum Games. And Platinum Games uh, has a history of being difficult to work with as a developer. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Why is that? So it, it it depends on who who you kind of take this information from. Mm-hmm. They had a four year development cycle with uh, a project with Microsoft called Scalebound. Oh god! And that they game basically looks so just good. cut ties with each other. That you know? game looks so good, dude. It did. So, and this isn't the first time. You know, Platinum Games have been has been trying to get Bayonetta three out for like five years. Mm-hmm. We were kind of wondering what the fuck they were doing with uh, Bayonetta 3 because we hadn't heard anything for a while. They made an announcement and then it was just radio silence for like three years. And then, you know, you saw the little teaser trailer and then they finally came out and saying like, hey, it's going to come out this year. Promise. Yeah. We don't even know if the game's going to be good. We're hoping it's going to be good. I mean, it's Bayonetta. I mean, it'll be fun. Yeah. So Platinum has been a more or less just a development house. They've been relying on other publishers to release their games and they don't even own the IP for all of this stuff either. Hmm. So like Bayonetta is a Sega property. Yeah. And they had to get Nintendo to basically pay to even get Bayonetta two out the door. So, you know, they, they don't have a good history. I think the last, the last major game they had with uh, was with what square Enix. I forget that that game that pretty basically flopped hard, flopped super hard. Square Enix fucking Platinum yeah. Games game. Yeah, there's a there's a Platinum game, Platinum Games game, that was published by Square Enix. Oh, Babylon's Fall. Babylon's Fall. That piece of shit essentially flopped out the gate. Oh yeah, all. dude. I remember seeing this and I was like, dude, this game looks sick as fuck, and it died so fast yeah it died so fucking fast it was like god damn it looks cool as shit too it's so fucking pretty so the 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 thinking is with tencent dropping a whole bunch of money on platinum games Mm -hmm. now they're able to focus on being developer and publisher so whatever they do going forward they essentially don't have to have any kind of constraints over what they do. They don't have to listen to a Nintendo. They don't have to listen to a Square Enix or a Microsoft. Yeah. Tell them what is good and what should be released. So this just sounds another step in the direction for them to basically build out a proper, fully-fledged publishing company within their mm-hmm. development house. 
And I'm assuming this is also going to be tied in with our Project GG, which is something they teased a couple of years ago. So this is supposed to be the final, final game in the trilogy. The hero trilogy is what they call it. So Beautiful Joe, Wonderful 101. This is supposed to be the final game in that kind of series of games, their hero games. And you know what? It kind of looks cool. We haven't heard anything about it in the past couple of years, but you know, it's it's an Ultraman kaiju kind of game. We don't really know too much about it. The only thing, like I said, the only thing they've released is some sort of like CG trailer. So this kind of seems like it, they're ramping up to to do whatever they need to do to get Project GG out the door. Yeah. Hopefully make it successful. Dude, it would be super cool. To, a step in the direction. It, hopefully they get to release this and like, and then they eventually get to release, uh, cause they did a wonderful one Oh one port to switch. Yeah, I think did. it'd be fun for them to like re-release uh beautiful Joe. I think we've mentioned that on a previous podcast before. Um, and it was a game that I, I enjoyed. They made a couple of them, but we're like three yeah, or did, f- yeah. three to five different beautiful Joe games on different consoles. Um, yeah, I I don't know if I don't know if they own Beautiful Joe. I want to say that Beautiful Joe was from Clover Studio, hmm. which is it's so there's the the makeup of the makeup of Platinum Games is interesting because Platinum Games was a merger of two other different companies, and so Beautiful Joe the 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 de- development or publisher that that dealt with Beautiful Joe has some ties with Platinum Games. There's there's a lot of history between all the people that they work with. So, so hopefully they can make it a thing. Damn. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yep. It'd be fun to have all those cool games back because uh, trying to get them uh, complete in box right now with the way that the uh, the collector's market is right now is kind of a kind of a yeah. fucking pain in the ass. It's a super pain in the ass. Don't do it. Yeah, uh, it just keeps <laughs> getting fucking worse. <laughs> Again, another shout out to RGT eighty uh, five. He put out another video because we were talking about, hey, let's make a fucking video about the collector's market and how fucked it is. Um, he beat us to it, uh, four days ago. Um, yeah, it was just his point of view. If we still wanted to do something like that, we probably still could, but, uh, so, it's, uh, he, I want to say that he, uh, he has this, I think he has a super crazy Sega Saturn collection. Yeah, he does. He does that. And that stuff is super, super expensive. So what did he say in the video? I saw it, but I didn't watch it. Uh, just mostly talking about like how, uh, you know, getting your games graded and shit like that has really ruined the oh. marketplace. He was like, you know, collecting games is fun. Cause he used to go to like flea markets and stuff as, you know, a young yeah. adult in the nineties and, uh, early two thousands, uh, or like old game shops or, uh, pawn shops and stuff like that. And just like pick up games. Um, and now he doesn't have the option for that anymore because those games that were, you know, pennies, uh, back in the day are now you know, two, three hundred dollars, five hundred fucking dollars. Um, and the condition hasn't changed in those games that he bought back then to now. It's just the fact that uh people can see it as more of an investment instead of a way to play games. And that's how he liked to view it as I want to play these fucking games because I missed out on them. Uh yeah. and I want to see and experience all these cool things. Even if I only play it for like an hour or two and it's a total flop. It was like it's my prerogative as like a as somebody who enjoys games to to be able to do that and and I, I kind of feel the same fucking way, man. Like I feel like Wada and all these other companies uh, kind of fuck this shit up. So yeah, fuck them for I, it. 
I, I remember we talked about this, I think, yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before. Uh, and I was telling you about this weird shit with uh, Dead Rising yeah. for the Xbox 360. So apparently the first print release of Dead Rising for the Xbox 360 had a just a warning label uh, that was part of the, the cover art mm-hmm. that basically said, hey, this game has no no ties with George Romero's like Dawn of the Dead movies, right? Yeah. So you can find that game just loose uh, with the box and the, and the manual and stuff like that. Good, you know, good quality to the disc and stuff like that. You can get it for five bucks. It's cheap, right? But for whatever reason, if you get a sealed copy, now it's worth 120. Yeah. So. But only with that mo- sticker on it, the, 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 the sticker art. Yeah, it has to be the one with the, the warning label saying that this is not related to George Romero's movies. You can get a copy with that same warning label. As long as it's not sealed, it's like five bucks. No yeah. problem. They're trying to get it, but they're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. You're trying to get rid of it. You can do a, you can probably make a offer for, for like four dollars and twenty cents <laughs> and they'll throw it at you. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care about it. But apparently, yeah. if you have it sealed, now all of a sudden, now it's worth like 120 bucks. Yeah. And that's the entire thing that's wrong with what what's going on right now in, in video game collecting. Yeah. There I have no problem with people who want to collect sealed games. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. If you want to keep a copy of the game sealed, do it. I bought I bought Lollipop Chainsaw for the 360 sealed. Yeah, same. You know? Same. Yeah, we, we've been doing we, we got 3 weeks of talk of Lollipop Chainsaw behind us. Yeah. Uh and I we I, I showed you a bunch of drama that's coming up about about like the voice actors yeah. changing uh because of like sexual assault allegations or actual charges against them. So they Jesus. swapped those dudes out. Um Oh, that's rough. But I was going through and I was like, man, I kind of I, I really want to fucking get a copy. And uh in the subreddit that I was in, uh for like I don't fucking know what it was. Uh I guess like old school gaming or some shit. Somebody's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I want to get a copy of this game. Should I play it? I got it uh, on Xbox 360, and they bought it off of eBay, sealed. Um, and somebody was like, dude, you could literally go on Amazon, and they're still selling Xbox 360 copies, sealed, complete in box, brand fucking new for $40. Yeah. Or $49, something like that. And this, uh, the dude who posted up was like, yeah, I paid like $65 for this or some shit, which is a, a, a good deal. Or a game I mean, that's old, right? Yeah, I mean, if it was if it was out on the release day, mm-hmm. you would probably be paying sixty bucks anyways. Yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah. So I mean, not necessarily the worst deal. Mm-hmm. At least you didn't pay a hundred bucks for it. Yeah, but yeah. you know what's what's the what's the odds that this game is going to shoot up in price as soon as the remaster comes along and gets released? It's it's even more expensive on the PS3. Yeah. It's even more expensive. So like a complete copy of Lollipop Chainsaw on the PS3 hovers around 60 bucks by itself. Not even sealed. I think sealed, you're probably looking at 100 plus bucks. Yeah. So, you we're seeing We're seeing that trend right now with like uh, raised prices in games of things that mm-hmm. are horror and apocalyptic. Oh, um, God. And and I think I think it kind uh, of is a reflection of the times, uh, with all the heat waves and everything else, with the world kind of feeling like it's coming to an end. And because of that, Sony and Steam have come out and they said, Hey man, 
stop playing your fucking consoles outside because they're going to burn to death. <laughs> so like the heat wave is fucking insane. Um, it is. Uh, Wolf, Wolf Den on YouTube put out a video because of this tweet from uh, Nintendo uh, saying, hey, stop fucking playing your shit outside because it'll turn off. You'll damage the hardware. Uh, so he bought a OLED uh, Nintendo Switch from the Nintendo mm-hmm. store uh, and stuck it in a, a convection oven and turned oh, that shit. bitch up okay. to 120 degrees and uh, left it in there for five minutes and it wasn't doing anything. So he turned the convection oven off and just watched it cool down. Once it came back down to 105 degrees because the, the system was on the entire time, it finally, the internal temperature got so hot um, that it just it shut off. So the uh, speculation is 105 degrees Fahrenheit is the uh, max temperature that this thing can uh, take from exterior uh, because the the CPU and everything is running so fucking hot anyway that it'll it'll burn that bitch up. So Jesus, yeah. So heed those warnings. You know, don't go out uh, till you know like a little little league baseball game that you're trying to avoid watching with your Steam Deck and your your parents and try to turn that shit on and be okay because it it will fuck it up. Um, luckily, the Nintendo Switch does have an auto off feature and it will literally just turn off. Um, and after you know 10, 15 minutes of cooling down, mm-hmm. you can probably turn it back on safely. Cool. Yeah. Be careful. It's expensive hardware, man. It is super expensive hardware. Uh, he did do a. Um, I, I feel like I'm just giving shout outs to other people. Fucking YouTube. But, <laughs> uh, he did a giveaway for it too, so you can uh, you can win you the can, uh, OLED that he stuck in a fucking convection. He oven. baked. He he baked it. He yeah. baked the fucking gate. All right. But it still works. The free OLED. Uh, who knows how long it'll fucking work since you fucking stuck it in an oven. So whatever. All right. All right. Let's let's man. Let's go ahead and just get through the these final ones. We're almost done. Uh, the last thing. So if you're if you're a Yakuza fan, mm-hmm. there was a Japanese YouTuber who did a tour of the of the studio. Ryuga Gatoku Studios is the name of the the name of the studio. I pronounced it 100% correctly like they do in Japan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounded perfect. It sounded perfect. So <laughs> they, they did announce that Yakuza 8 was coming out. So October, in October of 2021, yeah. they did say that it was a thing. But this Japanese YouTuber was able, apparently, to take some video of what appears to be Yakuza 8. So early footage. Uh, they haven't said anything definitive about what it is or not. You can find the, you can find the footage on YouTube if if that's your thing, but it's, it's coming. It's coming. And then finally, Nintendo's letting us know when we're fucked when it comes to the eShop for the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS. So they gave us a reminder. They came out, I want to say earlier this year to let us know that October 29th, 2022, you're not going to be able to add funds to the your accounts, your eShop account, your Nintendo account, I guess, for the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS. On March 27th, 2023, so we're talking, was it about eight months, eight, nine months from now? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to make any purchases. I want to say that I believe your balance itself will be lost. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to get rid of those funds. Yeah, you got to spend that shit. Yeah. So 
after March 27th, 2023, you should still be able to download all of your old games and your DLC, get your software updates, online playing, stuff like that. They haven't given a definitive date when they're going to turn it off. All they're saying is that it's going to be up and running for the foreseeable future, mm. whatever the fuck that. That's... It could mean six months, could mean a year. Who knows? Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's that's scary. We've talked about this a couple times. It's just like the yeah. uh, digital marketplaces. Um, uh, it, it sucks, man. It sucks. Uh, and it's because servers and hosting and uh, all the physical hardware that comes with all that shit is very expensive. So keeping those servers up when they're not bringing money in um, kind of blows. Um, I guess as they ramp it down, you know, they probably ramp down the number of servers until they start to see, yeah. you know, user counts really low and then just turn it off eventually. But uh, if you want your 3DS games that you never had, uh, you want to get in there, get like some cheap ones. Uh, between now and October 29th is the time to do it. Uh, probably yeah. act a little bit sooner than later. Uh, I know I'm probably going to boot up mine to start digging through some shit. I know you already went on a fucking spree with the 3DS and the Wii U shop, right? I did it for the PS3 and the Vita. Oh, I haven't that's done, right. I, I, so my issue with the Wii U and the 3DS mm-hmm. is that even the, even the shops are not tied together. So right. you purchase something on the 3DS, you can't access it on the Wii U. Yep. You purchase something on the Wii U, you can't access it on the 3DS. So I'm out. I'm out. I, I decided I, I don't give a fuck about that anymore so i'm gonna let it i'm gonna let it lapse i'm not even gonna bother to bother to buy anything digitally damn through the eShop. yeah because i know that i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get any of those purchases carried over into the switch sure i i think or, i'm gonna go through it though i think i'm gonna pick up like some of the etrian odyssey games and like some ooh, old etrian school RPGs, yeah, yeah, yeah. rpgs and shit like that mm-hmm. um there was a etrian odyssey persona crossover i think i may actually own that but if not i'll probably pick that up there's just like a lot of really unique rpgs on there um that that i've always wanted to play um and and i don't want to miss out on them just because i didn't get them physically fuck you fuck you for saying etrian odyssey and that so (laughs) i'm I'm a huge i'm a huge dungeon crawler guy yeah and that i fucking love dungeon crawlers and that's really that's there's a lot of really good ones on there. Yeah, I know. So then I'm probably going to go on there and probably going to purchase these motherfuckers. Son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah. And, and uh, some of them are pretty cheap. I have another one uh, that I played not too long ago. Uh, I played a little bit of it uh, where you had to actually draw the map as you went along because uh, it oh, didn't automatically cool. draw yeah. it for you. Um, I thought that was kind of neat because if you're not paying attention, you just get super fucking lost. And you're like, holy shit, where's my map? Oh my God. That's part of the game is to make one. And I, I, like I'm okay, so I'm replaying Final Fantasy One uh, with the okay. pixel remasters, right? And uh, it's super fucking easy. And uh, part of the reason is because in original Final Fantasy One, you didn't have access to a map inside of dungeons, um, and it you didn't have access right. to like all kinds of stuff. It was full exploration. It was a full D and D style of uh, exploration and campaign. Um, nothing was handed to you. Uh, NPCs were littered all over the place and they just gave you hints. Uh, you picked up bits and pieces of story and then just kind of like pieced it together. 
in this one, you you have access to a full fucking dungeon map the moment you walk in. You can see where all the treasures are. You can see where the entrances and exits are. And it makes the game very fucking streamlined. So like a 20-hour game now with Final Fantasy 1 because of the uh, ease of access is now like nine hours for a casual, awesome. casual playthrough. Yeah, so it makes it, you know, uh, a real easy in and out. Like I'm about to walk into the um, the final dungeon, uh, probably beat the game this week. Um, and I'm playing it on my Steam Deck, which I just got in the mail. Um, oh, how do you like it? I fucking love it. I didn't think I was going to be this guy. I was like, ah, it's just going to be a fucking, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. you know, but no, it's fucking incredible. It is, uh, having a PC in your hand, uh, all your steam games play damn near flawlessly on it. You can load up shit that it's like, Hey man, you probably shouldn't play this game, but it plays just fucking fine, dude. Um, and That's then awesome. you, you have so many controls with the performance and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. that it, 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 it seems to run uh without any problems as long as you like set things up um you can get a dock for it and you can put a mouse and keyboard on it uh it has uh you know the different docks and shit have hdmi out uh with up to 4k support 60 fps um native from the the steam deck uh what else yeah dude it's it's pretty fucking cool um I'm really glad I got one. Uh, don't beat yourself up about skipping on it. Cause you probably wouldn't care. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know, man, it's a, it's a cool little console. I've, I've literally played it every single day. I stuck a five twelve uh, gigabyte, uh, SSD XC card in it. Whatever one, the, the really fast ones that oh, the, the little, is the it the little, big ones or the, the little, little micros, the little micros. Okay. Um, and it runs almost as fast. I think you get like a two second uh, difference in load times between the uh, internal SSD that's on the device versus the micro SD. And then okay. uh, upgrading the SSD on it is just as easy as doing it on the PS5. So you just pop it open, unscrew it, take it out, put in a new one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the micro SD is just a, it's just got a little port on the bottom. You just slide that bitch in. There's nothing that you take off. There's nothing covering it. Man. The the UI on the device is really fucking clean. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, external support for, like, JavaScript packages you can put on to, like, modify, like, how it looks. Um, all, uh, adding different options to it. I don't know, man. It just, it feels, like, super cool. Uh, there's a lot of physical customizations coming out for us. There's a lot of companies that are making, like... Uh, um, really cool, like Sanwa style buttons for it. Really? Yeah. So like really Ooh. good, really good new physical buttons. Uh, there's skins. Um, I don't know. Like steam was really fucking cool. And they just, they said, Hey, here's the deal. We'll show you how to open it. We'll show you how to change components. We'll give you the dimensions of all the physical components inside of it. Uh, with 3d renders and all this other shit, even the dock, as well as the channels, uh, all of the types of hardware that are inside the docks, and they released it so that third-party companies can just make it um, as if they were Steam, because Steam is like That's we cool. are not in the hardware marketplace. We wanted to release something cool for our fans, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna not support it uh, outside of software updates for a really fucking long time. So, um, 
all the shit yeah. now that you get like uh, from different companies. If you get it from a legit company, which there's like thousands out there that are real garbage. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, you have to weed through it. Um, all the shit's just plug and play, dude. It, it feels really fucking cool. Uh, Bluetooth connectivity is really fucking sick. It's not laggy at all. I've used uh, my Bose headset, my um, AirPods, and I've used these uh, Barracudas, Razer Barracudas. So it's a USB-C mm-hmm. connection, uh, 2.4 gigahertz, whatever fucking connection thing that is. Okay. Um, and you just plug it in, man. Just everything, literally everything. Is just it just feels plug and play. It feels so fucking easy. Uh, it's probably the best fucking gaming experience I've had in a long time in a handheld format. Damn, that's pretty compelling, man. Yeah, you you may have sold it on me. May have sold it on me. Yeah, probably probably still gonna wait for the next revision. I'm I'm still kind of still kind of iffy on Valve's dedication to. I don't blame you. Uh, having hardware and support and stuff like that. it seems like they're supporting the hell out of it yeah for the time being oh my god um the mouse what? pads on it the mouse track pads so good they're is so, it yes they're so good so it's, is it uh is it kind of like vita style where they have it on the back or is it like a touchpad on the front it's a t- it's two touchpads on the front there's there's the sticks your uh d-pad and your buttons mm-hmm. and then right below that is two squares that are Mouse pads. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, so you can do dual, dual you know, mouse stick yeah. movement. Uh, it's they're really responsive. They're really good. They are exactly what you wanted on the uh, Steam controller back in the day. But that <laughs> thing was just you know it's old technology. They they had to try it out and they figured it out with this. Yeah, I think I ended up getting a Steam controller. I think for like ten five, bucks or yeah, something. five or ten dollars because <laughs> they just liquidated them. Um, yeah, those they things they they work on the uh, Steam Deck. Do they? Yeah, <laughs> it supports them. So Jesus, okay, yeah, super fun. But I don't think we have anything else to go over in the news this week. Yeah, uh, this was a pretty it. fun episode. It was yeah, uh, it was. So, Thanks again for watching, guys. Uh, This is Pixels and Pints Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Mike. And again, we're just two dudes uh, talking about video games and drinking beer. Thanks for tuning in. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Chill shit. Cool. Take it easy. All right. Later, guys. All right. Fuck them. Fuck them, guys. (laughs) Fuck them. Fuck them. I hope they don't watch.